0: answer
1: the morning Dan and Amy updating our big story this morning Uh, Amy and a bunch of old ladies getting together Hersey High School tonight to remember the good old days when they were homecoming Queens Uh, we've got some uh, former homecoming Queens or homecoming kings, excuse me, yeah. from uh, the early part of the 20th century, also now weighing in.
2: Yeah, Dan Sabatello. Sabo! Oh, Sabo! Hey, Sabo! Oh. Sabatello, yeah. homecoming king in 19... 19- shot, 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 shot. Do it, do it. Go, go, go. He's going to be there as well. He retweeted oh, sure. my tweet that I just tweeted yeah. out. Because uh, the king of 1987, Jeff Wilcox, looks an awful lot like... Brett Kavanaugh, don't you know? So. Go I, to Amy Jacobson on Twitter. You'll be able to see
1: it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're as fascinated by Percy high school nostalgia as I am, which I assume everybody is. Uh,
2: so we're going to have a bunch of pickup trucks there, and then yeah. they are going to put people into the backup picture, pickup truck and go around the... The uh, the field there, yeah. Go around the track a few times.
1: Great Friday night. You're gonna wear your Letterman's jacket.
2: Well, that's what I was thinking because somebody texted me and said, "Hey, I might remind you that you're the first athlete to be a homecoming queen. I wasn't a cheerleader or oh. pom poms. I was on basketball, volleyball, obviously volleyball. Um, Pioneer. Yeah. So I should wear my Letterman's jacket. You know. Yeah. Mix it, it up a little. So
1: you have that in a glass case at your house, I presume? <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh.
2: Maybe. Uh. Maybe it's in a shadow box. Maybe it's not. I could break the glass and get it out.
1: This is My kids
2: cr- are horrified. Peyton and Eli are so glad that they don't go to Hershey right now. I'm
1: embarrassed for them <laughs> for being embarrassed of Nick, you. Mom,
2: how are you going to climb up in the back of a pickup truck? I mean, some ladies might need ladders yeah, well, to yeah, get I'm, up there.
1: There'll probably be a lift or something. <laughs> Stop. This is uh, this is fun for me. The vicarious thrill that I'm getting because mm. this is as close as I've ever come to being with the cool crowd.
2: I just cannot fathom that you went to high school and didn't go to one dance. You didn't go. You didn't get asked out to turnabout, or you didn't go to homecoming dance, and you never went to prom. It's so sad. Yeah. I. Yeah. You didn't even go to
1: turnabout. I mean, no. everybody
2: gets asked to turnabout. That's one that girls ask the guys. You right. don't. You know. Yeah. Did you even have that at Bennett?
1: Yeah, we had turn- uh Yeah, we had about. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, uh, n- nothing.
1: Sort of a social pariah. Not much has changed. Sort of I... an outcast. Uh, no, but so this is great. I mean, the you know, the flip side is some people sort of tap out, max out in high school, and other people don't. Oh so God. there's there's that well, aspect of it too. I
2: did get a text message from one of them. You're such
1: a hersey has been.
2: <laughs> I am. I, I I'll own it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, I'm been.
1: but but the '80s are okay. coming back in style. Now. You know,
2: it's the People new like '80s music
1: again. They yep. like '80s homecoming queens again. They're
2: wearing flannel, okay. And when I drove my fifth and sixth grade girls to a to a volleyball game, guess what they did? They played all the songs from the '80s that we used to listen to. It's kind of like Cyndi Lauper. Girls just want to have fun, yeah. and things like that. That's how so. old you
1: are. Also, we understand uh, from this story <laughs> there were a lot of election irregularities uh, with respect to homecoming queen and King contest at Hersey High School. Yeah. So we're going to have to have a look-see into that and make sure that your crown is legitimate. And I can't think of a better individual to head up that investigation. <laughs> undercover, <laughs> so we get the truth, James O'Keefe. I mean, he's outed New York Times, CNN, Twitter engineers for shadow banning conservatives, Creamy Bob, oh, the right. convicted felon husband of Jan Schakowsky for trying to commit election fraud in Wisconsin. Um, so I think he's more than equal to the task of trying to figure out – what happened with these homecoming queen votes in the '80s at Hershey High School in suburban <laughs> Chicago? James O'Keefe, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, great to be with you this morning. Uh, and uh, he's going to be with us in yes. Chicago at our Freedom Fest Summit, Freedom Family Fun Day, Freedom. October 27th in Itasca.
2: FreedomSummitChicago.com. That's where you can go to buy tickets.
1: All right, the founder of Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. Uh, how would you assess the? Uh, since you're sort of a press watchdog in part, how do you assess the uh, D.C. press corps' performance in the last two weeks with respect to the Kavanaugh confirmation saga?
0: I think it's an abomination. I think it. I think the press is uh, suck into a new low. Um, the, the The guilt, the presumption of guilt uh, based on prejudice, is a highly unjust thing, and the press has overplayed their hand. And as Andrew Breitbart once said to me, there. There is no distinction between the Democratic Party and the press corps. They are one and the same. Journalists are making stuff up to get a reaction, and I think the anecdote to all this is to simply expose reality. I'm not ashamed to admit it when i when I saw the uh, the Brett testimony i I kind of teared up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've been falsely accused a number of times before i could I could see it in his eyes and and I think that we have reached a point in I guess an inflection point in our country where. Um, the media is so deeply corrupt that people are are starting to see it. You know, because you can see the testimony, you can make the decision, and then you see the journalists reporting on it. So I think things are really changing.
2: What did you think about his op-ed in the Wall Street Journal? You know, I,
0: I haven't actually. I've been traveling this morning, so I haven't actually read it. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the headline uh, about how he's apologizing for temperament, and you know, you know what I think? It's like the Alinsky's book of rules, which I actually happen to – Alinsky is from Chicago. Yeah. I happen to actually admire some things about Alinsky. I don't think he is unethical as the people who have inherited his rule book, but Alinsky's 10th rule was that the reaction is, is the action in a campaign. So this whole idea of accuse you of rape and, and gang rape, and then you get angry when, when accused, and then you say, well, you don't have the right temperament because you're angry. That is a Linsky on steroids, and it's unethical, and he should be forgiven for – I mean I, not to get too personal here, but I wrote an entire book called Breakthrough, and in that book, there I was falsely accused. It was thrown out, and I can tell you when I'm sitting in the courtroom, and, 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 and I, I was holding back tears. I, it, it crushes your soul. It hurts your family. It, people, You don't know what it feels like unless it happens to you. And Harper Lee wrote The Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. and one of the most amazing things is to see the left take the opposite, I guess, approach than to sympathize with the accused is it, a very interesting thing happening in our society.
1: Yeah, and actually there's a, another good op-ed when you get around to the journal this morning from a uh, partner at uh, Claire Locke uh, in Alexandria, Virginia talking about how it feels to be falsely accused because she's represented a number of high-profile clients who've uh, suffered false uh, accusations. and, uh, And the process you go through, she goes, for example, say, you know, it's a hellish choice. Let it go and allow the lie to persist as a permanent blot or fight back through the legal process to clear their name. As we talk through the decision, my clients grapple with the damage to their relationships, lives, and reputations. I mean, it couldn't be a more serious thing, which is why, It's so important that the presumption of innocence be a a cultural norm in addition to a legal standard. And that has – the the, the effort to destroy that, I think, has really um, boomeranged on the Democrats.
0: You said something important. You said a cultural um, standard because I think what people need to realize is that the media has more power than all three branches of government, and so does Hollywood. Mm. This is a culture war now, and – i think i read in the midterm elections democrats tend to lose culture wars particularly on in midterm elections and and uh, with the supreme court but politics is downstream from culture that's something that that's ingrained in the dna at project veritas and 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 the soviet dissident alexander solzhenitsyn who survived the soviet union and i suppose some of the things that some of our friends would like us to become he said that all three branches of government are are, are less powerful in America than, than the media. And the media has a great responsibility. Um, I don't think this will last. I mean, the, the, the shame that they feel, it, they'll just double down. I do think, though, to give myself a plug and on my colleagues, the work oh, yes. that we do undercover exposing inside newsrooms, inside Senate offices, um, we do have some stories coming out inside the united states senate going in their back rooms exposing what they really believe and how they mislead voters um Mm -hmm. i think these sorts of things can can change the perception it's like it's like what orwell said exposing water is wet and rocks are hard yeah when the media is so is so different than reality that's that's how you change the game and again i just think it's important people understand i think i think we need new counterweights i don't think Reform inside the government is possible. I think we have to reform the media, and that's what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, I hope uh, you got into some of the uh, Senate offices of some of those senators we okay. saw on display in the last week. That would be very yeah,
2: interesting. Yeah, can you give us a little taster, a little tease as to what senators you focused on?
0: Um, uh, I don't want to scoot myself, but um, I, I'll say this. We have two nonprofit organizations, Project Gartas Action. We spent the last six months investigating some of these high profile senators, some of them running for reelection, and one of the things that we've found is that they're lying to the voters about what they really believe, some of them in order to get elected in order to so they have to say well we're going to we're going to say this, and then when we get elected we're going to do something different so it's sort of exposing the lies of the politicians and 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 how they mislead people and it's all a game it's all artifice, we're just going to expose it so people can see just how corrupt our political
1: system is that's great although these days you don't even need to go undercover you just have to put a microphone in front of jeff flake i wouldn't have done this if i was running for re-election an amazing statement that he and he totally doesn't understand the implications of what he said it's amazing the swamp sickness from which he suffers and so many like him
0: it it looked like a baroque painting
1: where, where he was sitting there in
0: english as his colleagues were touching his arm and offering advice it, i don't trust i mean even heidi Camp in north dakota voted against uh He said this is not a political decision i'm doing it for the good of the country and I, everything's a political decision everything these guys do is is engineered as alinsky would say we don't live in a world of angels but angles where men talk about mm-hmm. ideological principles but act out of power principles it's all a game and i think there still is interest in doing the undercover work even though Their fraud is seemingly out in the open because their staffers are so candid about the reasons why they do things. And that's what our investigation is going to uncover. We're probably going to release it uh, starting uh, next week and the week after.
1: Great. We will look for those uh, undercover investigations, as we always do, from Project Veritas. He's James O'Keefe, the founder of Project Veritas, author of the book American Pravda, My Fight for Truth in the Era of Fake News. And he'll be with us October 27th at Freedom Summit in Itasca so you can get uh, up close and personal with James O'Keefe, who will not be in disguise mm-hmm. at uh, Freedom Summit. James, no. thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care.
2: And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line.
1: The
0: stories you need to
1: know to start your day.
0: This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Message and data rates may apply.
2: The moment your child was born, your life changed forever. A dream came true, but other dreams, like getting your master's degree, may have been put on hold, but it's not too late. Patricia is earning her MBA from the University of Illinois as part of the IMBA program.